so yeah, welcome back. Uh, it's the 24th of March, Sunday, the 24th of March. Uh, we're having our Bible study exposition by Lori. This week we're doing Psalms 9. I will read through it, then we'll chamboy it afterwards. Verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name almost high. Verse 3. My enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right hand and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin have overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities, even the memory of them has perished. Verse 7. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the people with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. For those who know your name, trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Verse 11, sing the praises of the Lord, enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. Verse 12, for he who avenges blood remembers, he does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. Verse 15, the nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet have caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all nations that forget God. Verse, verse 18, but God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Verse 19, arise Lord, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know that they are only mortal. I was going through these psalms, like for verse 1. I will start from verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. What gripped me, what came to my attention, was that part of, with all my heart, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. It brought to my attention of how we worship and how we praise. Is it just for, because we praised him, we am I doing it from a place of, understanding and appraise from within your heart not just because it is something you're going to do every sunday or a chore or a task but something you are your being your whole entire being is thrilled to do so from your heart you give thanks to god your worship from from within anybody else wants to add on verse one and two as she said with your whole heart you know we should take an example of kids how wakiwa sunday school how they just Thing, you know, there's nothing holding them back. There's like um, that's why Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, belongs to such. Because when they say Jesus loves me, this I know, you feel it. That is, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what this guy is saying. That with your whole heart, tell of his marvelous works. Something else that I I saw was in verse six. Endless ruin have overtaken my enemies. We have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. Now, my, my roommate and I were discussing this verse about our enemies. Who are our enemies? Are they beings? Are they people we know? 
are they spiritual beings? What are they? What are these enemies? For me, I thought of my enemies as beings, things we are battling with spiritually, not just physically. And I thought that if God is there, if his presence is there, even the memory of them has perished. As in God is fighting for us, yani there's a time in Africa that you remember, what? I used to go through these things. What? There's a time I was broke. There's a time that I used to suffer like this. Because God is present there, he's fighting for us. The time that the memory, it will be a distant memory that you used, you were afflicted sometime. Yeah, it is not going to last forever. That was very encouraging for me. Uh, verse 9 stands out for me. When it's, my, my version says, The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed and a refuge in, time, in times of trouble. So that when... You know, everyone will have their share of trouble in this world. So, at least when you when you have the Lord, you have you have a refuge. You can place on the place where trouble is You know, when they disturb your mind, come be it in education, because most of us sit in a solo. When this subject you know, there's some <laughs> see, engineering to the E unit to Nelanga to just before exam. The E unit, we used to do it too before exam. I remember very well, it was physics one. We were being taught about, about it was physics two, eh? we were being taught about time and, and the time dilation, which kind of. Wow. <laughs> and and uh, well, most of us passed. I don't know how that happened, but you know, those uh, I remember. I remember very, very. I remember very well how I. Me by then you are your unit God. unit God. Like you, like you know, if God you won't help me in this one. Eh? So, uh, so he he was my refuge in those times of trouble because, you know, you're you're still in first year. You still want, you know, your time. But don't take a great zakozi kwepo. Asai, well, say you care less, but yeah, but you know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so he was a he was a refuge for me, and I I find that I relate to that a lot. I want to pose a question to you guys. In verse eight, it says, "He rules the world in righteousness." And judges the people with equity. With equity, my verse, my version says equity. So, do you think that God judges people in an indifferent ways, like where we are to judge in this way and Because equity, ni like kiss mama mahali, like you want to see over that barrier. Malkia may not see, but if you give Malkia a stool, she will. Both of them will see that's equity. So do you think God judges us also in the same way with equity? In my opinion, God judges actually people according to how how, how much he has given you and how much um, what how much see authority rather according to where you're placed where, 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 where you're placed spiritually and something like that. Because you understand that that that, that someone who's who is not saved, someone who's, who's getting, who got saved today, 
yeah, an, a newly born person is is not in the same level with you, sort of spiritually, because this is someone who's it, it's like a, a newborn baby, someone who's still growing, who needs a lot of counseling and everything. But then God looks at your understanding of Him to decide how He is to judge you, because your understanding of Him is a little bit different from from such a person. And so he, he judges you according to how wh- wh- where you are with, with him. It, it, it's like the this this uh, parable we were reading some weeks ago about the servants who were given talents. They were not given talent equal talents, but 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 but, but, but when they were coming back, God, God was not looking at at, at you who, who got more than who. He was looking at what you were, how much you worked, what you had. To achieve what, 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 you are, what you have, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking of it from, from that perspective, yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm saying that, in my opinion, God actually does judge people differently, depending on on where you are in the in the kingdom and how, yeah, where where, where, where you are in your relationship with Him. Yeah, I, I concur. I, <clears throat> you know, God is so good such that when He when He doesn't intervene. Yeah, God is so good such a to intervene, you say he's a bad person. He's like he's like um, let's say your dad always gives you like every day gives you two hundred shillings. Then this one day uh he hajevunja ileta walikuana so akwambienda just go to this uh you start saying that your God, uh, your your dad is bad because hakukupatia. You see, like my view of God is like He's so good, such that sometimes when, when he, when he he doesn't give us what, what what we we want because maybe it's not the right time or something. It yeah, it it makes us feel that Nikama God is bad, and it's not right because He's so good in my opinion. Also, I was reading something this week, uh, a book called Jesus MD, and a situation where, like, kwa ward rounds, there's the consultant, then there's the, there's a, a registrar, there's an intern, then there's a third year and fourth year, such. So the consultant, he will ask a question to the intern and expect him to know more, or to the registrar and expect them to know more, compared to the Swaliata post to the third year. So I was thinking of God in the same way, of how uh, a situation where we are, there's a newly born Christian and someone who has worked in faith for a very long time or has had a relationship with God for longer, kuna what God will expect, will expect more of them compared to this newly born Christian. Yes. And also now, what another verse that got to me was Psalms chapter 9 verse 13. Wait, he says, Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death. Now, my question is, what is death to you guys? Is it death, the physical death? Is it spiritual death? What would you say? Okay, how I interpreted it myself was in death of spiritually. You know, in Acts, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, he says, in you I have my living and my being. Amity says, what? let me just check. In you I have, I live and have my being. So in other words, being in Christ and in God is where we find our whole purpose. Life, see life, be la purpose, be la, you know. So I, I felt like with 
in God is where we have our we find life yani we find our purpose we find life because death eh so someone else can tell me what they think of what is death to you is it just the physical dying which can also be true or is it spiritual is it emotional to me for christian death is not the physical death because we are we, 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 we are spiritual beings these bodies are just um carry a form a form of courage they, they, they are what hosts uh, our souls and, and and our spirits but we are not meant to to, to 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 look at death as christians from the physical perspective death is for christian is spiritual it's not physical so when this verse says that um you who lift me up from the gates of death uh, david is not talking about at he now when when he dies god is going to atakuja mfufue like before his body he's saying that that when he reaches a point where he feels dead spiritually he doesn't doesn't feel like he has anything to live for spiritually god always revives him yeah <clears throat> yeah well i i i think it's he's talking of the whole spectrum because there are times where he was chased sorry there are times where he was chased by by you know enemies there were times when he felt low and you know when you when you look at death I was watching a documentary and they were saying that death is like for a person to die they need to have lost all hope you know for example um okay it was a, it was a, it was a, a case on on this chronic diseases or on how a doctor gives you like six months then you end up living 10 years you know <laughs> there was a story where um a guy was given a guy was given six months then he came back 10 years to find that all those who had given him 6 months dead you get it like like those give <laughs> the guys who gave him 6 months to live are not there to see him alive 10 years later so and because he had to me um when you lose death is a place uh, death is a is a is a more is a place of no hope you know so i think he was talking about the whole spectrum from physical to spiritual something else i think we're just jumping jumping from every last to here but okay chilkopia tuna we chambua this chapter jana with my friend then we did also verse 12 faces he avenges blood he who avenges blood remembers he does not ignore the cries of the afflicted then she reminded me of psalms 56 verse 8 where it says our every tear god knows he like he number he what does it say it counts am i nasimanga nini record my misery list my tears on your scroll that they are not that they are not in your record any god knows each and every tear that falls from only how how what kind of god do we serve for real as in wow wow every single tear that falls from our face from our eyes he knows and that gave us give me so much encouragement like god akwapo in those times where you feel like you are alone or you are crying and you're groaning it also reminded me of when we were doing when Claire was talking about i lie on my bed and groan and my cries then in some other because you can in roman some like hebrews or something it talks about how the spirit intercedes 
he's like the intermediate he interprets our groans to god yani whatever we are crying about our wordless groans he is like interpreting them it was like god is there the spirit is there even in those times where we don't know we're just feeling heavy in our hearts we're just crying he's there interceding for us and he hears so that was very very encouraging on my part so i will be highlighting something on sums chapter 9 on the end so the verse goes like arise oh lord let not man prevail let not the nations let the nations be judged before you put them in fear oh lord let the nations know that they are but men sela <coughs> so sela means i think internalize or take a moment to think about go to bread i read this verse and i had highlighted it this year recently and i was thinking about how the reality is we are never born with a fear with the fear of god and for a lot of people you grow up without it that's the reason why the world is is as it is right now so like you find that there are a lot of situations where a man has prevailed and he's just taken his 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 had his own way you know like even our current nation and its leaders and whatever is going on and even us even personally in myself like a lot of times when i want to have my own way and i do not care whether whatever decision i make affects my relationship with god or god in any way so that it's it's all about the fear of god so um do you have the fear of god in your heart has he put it in you um because it says the verse is so that people may know that they are men <laughs> which is basically what we are like you're never born a god and then you become a man you're born a man but it's the, the fear of the lord makes you realize that you are a man you are finite you are limited so like that whole concept is really i don't know it just shows our nature and how we are very sinful and very possessive and very authoritative in terms of like you know wanting to take over everything but the fear of the lord actually does not change anything but just gives us the realization of who we are the limit of who we are the reality that you cannot actually stack up god's glory you cannot do stuff and then take glory for the small things that you do because first of all is given you life anyway so you can't just be there taking glory for the big and the small you have to realize that god is the one who's orchestrated you to be successful in that way and so it just gives me a different perspective about god's fear you're like god's fear is not going to make you excessively humble or make your self esteem become lower or take away your confidence no it's just going to make you realize who you actually are and what god has created you to be you know as a breath in the wind and uh just the fact that you're so limited you know people will never will hardly remember you unless you do a big deal in this world so it's just in that sense it shows how great god is and how kuwa tunamdharau sana because we feel like we are better or we are we are wiser our intelligence is higher but you don't realize that god is everything okay kufa god atabaki yeah i don't know if i make sense does anyone else have anything else to add from verse 10 those who know your name trust in you for you lord have never forsaken those who seek you i think for me this is a, a reminder that putting a trust in god is not in vain 
it will pay up it will amount to something as in it will not be for nothing okay when i look at this whole chapter i see david has triumphed of, has triumphed over his enemies so uh, all through the chapter he talks about how his enemies were over him and his nation but in the end god has uprooted them and uh, these nations are falling into a pit and the wicked return to their grave all the nations that forget god so eventually those that are oppressed the ones who have believed in god the ones who uh, all through this circumstance believe that god will uh, remove them from their slavery have um, okay now that that well the kind of I don't know how to put it but eventually so David says that oh God I will I will praise you oh Lord with all my heart I will tell of all your wonders I will be glad and rejoice in you I will sing praise to your name so when all these wicked things that are happening in your life uh just know that they are temporary and eventually God will uplift you so at the end of it rejoice and be glad in in, uh, in God so my take from this is that everything that happens in your life um that that you feel is not right that you feel uh, oppresses you puts you down uh eventually they'll come to pass they're just temporary and uh, at the end of it you shall rejoice in God's name yeah i've just remembered something from verse 2 as as Amy was talking about rejoicing and being glad at the end of oppression okay i will sing with joy good news bible says verse 2 i will sing with joy because of you because of you i will sing with joy because of you and i remembered that happiness is because of happiness as in circumstantial but joy comes from god regardless of the time and the day and what may be happening joy is something that you possess ata with the most una feel the vibe mtoka big cam ni okay sorry mtoka from an exam room with a hard paper me for me anyway but you, feel, you still feel good you say thank you lord because i knew this because i you got an idea you prepared kwa nini you see yeah joy is not circumstantial okay uh, verse uh, verse 15 to 18 The nations have sunk in the pit that they made in the net that they hid their own foot has been caught the lord has made himself known he has executed judgment the wicked are snared in the work of their own hands sell the wicked shall return to shall all the nations shall that forget god for the needy shall not always be forgotten and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. Well, I was trying to extract a thought from these three verses. And I think when I, when when I was coming in, Watson was talking about verse 18, right? For the needy shall not always be forgotten and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. This to me comes as an encouragement because uh, sometimes sometimes it seems like justice uh is not served appropriately and to the poor and to the needy justice it's like it's not always being served that's how they they always perceive it 
and uh, but Tate always encourages us that the needy are not always forgotten by God, of course, because God is our only refuge, and David illustrates this a lot throughout his psalm. And uh, you see, one thing, there's nothing as dangerous in in mankind than having a hopeless life. One of the things that leads to depression nowadays is lack of hope. Hope na kwanga imisha, and when there is no hope, apparently, one starts to think, what's the meaning of this life? And here it says, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. That sometimes hope may dim, may fade away, but we are being encouraged that, that through God, our shield and our, our strength, it shall not perish forever. It shall be renewed, and in Him we can find strength and all that. And for, for, for God is always the judge and He executes the injustice, as He has said in the verse 15. Uh, he has executed judgment, the wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. So that's what I've learned. It's true, everything that you have said is um, valid. However, I find it very interesting that uh, in this case, God, the attribute of God is that he's a, right, a righteous judge. Um, and his judgment is final. It cannot be changed. And he deals with it in mercy. And I find it very interesting that David at this point in time says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble which I suffer. For them that hate me, uh, though thou liftest me up from the gate of death. Remember, David was a very troubled soul. As a king, his own children were busy trying to garner interest from the people to kill him, dethrone him. And yet he's still able to see a point of rejoicing because he knows God is his defender. Because God is the righteous judge. And whatever judgment God makes on these people is because, it's not because he deserves it, but because he knows that God is his God. And because he, he accepts God as his God, God finds favor. He finds favor. He, he, he bestows favor on David just because he chooses God over anything else. He's a sinful man, but he chooses God at all times. And so he says that he is my defender. He's the one who restores. He's the one who will judge rightly before me. And this is what I find very interesting. He will still see goodness in his trouble because he has God. On, at his back yeah um, yeah I think that's all I could add yeah. the others you guys have repeated over and over so that's that's for today for this week's exposition Sam's name be blessed uh, yeah thanks for listening in